Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be taking a look at the Barry Morphew video with Tyson Draper. I've been wanting to take a look at this video for some time now, and today we're gonna to do a deep dive on it. Tyson has given me the go ahead to use these clips on my video, so thank you so much to Tyson. I will link to his original video in the description below and you can check out his channel. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below and hit that notification bell to all. Also, please share this out where you can and please like this if you support it. Now, let's get into it. This video was recorded on June 1st, three weeks after Suzanne was reported missing. And she was reported missing on Mother's Day, which was Sunday, May the 10th, 2020. So by June 1st, there was a lot happening within these three weeks, and I will do a separate video on that. But within these three weeks, Suzanne was reported missing, Barry and Suzanne's house was searched and it was for 11 days. There was talk about a bike being involved. Barry created a plea video that's 25 seconds long and Barry's job site was also searched. So now here, Tyson Draper, a fellow YouTuber, had been looking into this case and sees Barry and records this encounter. I'll be playing this video in segments and sharing my thoughts and what stands out to me. Now, while you're watching this, you will have some thoughts of your own about this and you are welcome to put it in the comments below. All I ask is that you keep the comments classy. Let's play the video. From Arizona. Okay. Um, so, okay. Yeah, do you mind putting that in your pocket? Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. No, it's not on, bro. It's not on. We've had a lot of media. Uh, yeah. Two things right away. Barry asks Tyson to put his camera away and mentions we've had a lot of media bother us. And I do wonder why he says these two statements. The most important thing one would think is to get the tips rolling in, right? Tips can be very, very important in the disappearance of somebody, especially your loved one, and especially Suzanne in this case. Because as it stands, three weeks has gone by, there's no sign of Suzanne, and timing is critical. Barry had made that previous plea video believing that somebody had abducted Suzanne. So in saying, put the camera away and talking about the uh, not wanting the media to bother us, is it that he doesn't want the abductors to see this potential video or because the plea video maybe caused some havoc and he wanted to avoid another situation like that? Perhaps it was a lesson learned. P.S. Who's us? The media was bothering us. And right from the beginning, this stood out to me. And also I saw Lauren Scharf comment on this as well the we had a lot of media bother us. Now, I wouldn't think it was a bother because if people were trying to find your wife of 25 years, uh, actually 26 years because they just celebrated an anniversary on August 5th, so it would be their 26th anniversary. And side note, I wonder how Barry spent that day that particular day. It probably would have been a pretty emotional day any way you look at it. So Barry goes on to talk about it being obviously very emotional, he says. And he says something about being private or very private. It's hard to hear. 
So let's continue as Barry says, let me show you what happened. But we've searched. It's never gonna hurt to, to retrace searches. But we've searched a 200 mile radius. What? Really? All of the mountains have been covered so far. But obviously, we're gonna miss things. Right. So Barry is walking up the hill. He starts talking about it, how it doesn't hurt to retrace the search. And he mentions searching a 200 mile radius. Tyson says, what, really? And Barry then stops walking. He now has Tyson's full attention and he knows it. Just an observation. This is a good thing for Barry. And he goes on saying, all of the mountains have been covered so far. Now, I'm Canadian and we work in kilometers. However, I do know a bit about mileage. I took a little peek on a map at how much coverage a 200 mile radius really was. And basically, a 200 mile radius on the map is the size of the state of Colorado and then some. So there's a lot of coverage, wouldn't you think, in three weeks that they covered a 200 mile radius. And all of the mountains have been covered so far. That's a pretty big statement. My question is this. Is Barry just exaggerating? Did he really mean to say maybe 20 mile radius, but it came out 200? Or what is his thought process in this moment? I'm super curious. What do you think? Let me know in the comments below. Also, after talking about the mountain, he says, but obviously we're going to miss things. And I'm gonna stop this right here, only because I've done a few videos on this channel where I deep dive into interviews or statements. I did that with the Lori Vallow Daybell case, Charles Vallow, I did that with Letitia Stoke in the Gannon Stoke case. And if you've been watching me for a while, you do know that I pick up little details and nuances or patterns. So two things strike me as odd here. The way he says, but obviously we're gonna miss things. That kind of stopped me in my tracks. I found it kind of odd just the way he said it, just everything there just made me perk up, uh, made me more interested in, in what that was all about. Really? All of the mountains have been covered so far, but obviously we're gonna miss things. Right, so let me show you what happened. Number two is, this is a gesture that we've seen with Letitia. And I'll show you what I mean, I'll play the clip. Oh, oh yes, wow. The rumors have gotten so bad. Uh, I pretty much have been told at least 10 different ways that these people have these conspiracy theories. I guess they watch a lot of law shows and maybe they have all these theories on how um, Gannon is dead. And that's what they're saying. So I'm like, why are you saying Gannon is dead? He is not dead. We are going to find Gannon. So for those of you who don't know, Letitia is the stepmother of Gannon Stoke. She went on interview with her head turned towards, or away I should say, from the camera, and her stepson was missing on January 27th. So this point where she's saying, everybody's saying Gannon's dead, but he's not dead. Meanwhile, he actually was murdered and found two months later in Florida in a suitcase, and they were in Colorado, and she is now arrested and charged with murder of Gannon. And so here he's saying, all the mountains have been searched, we're obviously gonna miss some things. 
And like I said, his demeanor here just makes me take notice. It's odd to me, in my opinion. And would someone say that is my question. Obviously, we're going to miss things. Or would a person who really wants to find their spouse and someone that they love make sure that they're not going to miss anything? You know what I mean? Odd. And again, who's we? Now, also right before that, he crosses his arm, and I don't know if that's an itch or anything, or if he's just really uncomfortable with Tyson being there. Could be because he asked him in the beginning to shut off the camera. And he's having to show Tyson what they've been doing or where they've been searching. Often, the truth is in the details. Right, so let me show you what happened. Um, and I do have a reward. There is a reward, $210,000 reward. Whoa. Um, the bike was found at the bottom of the hill by that tree where the peak is. Oh, really? Um, the first night there was a mountain lion. The officer seen it walk by the car. So we thought maybe she got attacked by a lion. We thought maybe she wrecked coming down this hill, a car coming around the corner fast. Or maybe was disoriented and got in the river. Now he says again, let me show you what happened. This is twice now that he says this. And he technically doesn't know what happened, right? But he's telling Tyson, let me show you what happened twice. Now really quickly, he starts talking about the reward of $210,000. And one of the first things that he does talk about in this little walk, he talks about the money much like his previous video where he was pleading and said no matter how much when he was talking about the ransom and he said no questions asked so he's quiet for a few seconds after that and then he starts talking about the bike and the theory and also the mountain lion on that first night he says maybe she got attacked by a lion and then he says we thought she may be wrecked coming down this hill a car coming around the corner fast, maybe was disoriented and got in the river. The bike was found at the bottom of the hill by that tree where the peak is. Oh, really? Um, the first night there was a mountain lion. The officer seen it walk by the car. So we thought maybe she got attacked by a lion. We thought maybe she wrecked coming down this hill, a car coming around the corner fast, or maybe was disoriented and got in the river. We've covered it. And then he says, we covered that. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
That again to me is a random line. What do you mean covered that? Who's we? What did you cover? It doesn't make sense where that statement came from. I've played it over and over again. To me, it does not make sense. Much like uh, he, when he says, obviously we're going to miss things. Here it's, we've covered that. Also palms up, like I said before in that other statement where he says that obviously we're going to miss things, hands out. So that sticks out to me at that point. Also notable, his sentences aren't in full sentences in that little segment. He says, we thought she may be wrecked, coming down this hill, a car coming around the corner fast, maybe was disoriented and got in the river. We'll continue on. All of this really good, this triangle with search and rescue. So we're pretty comfortable that She's not in this triangle between the RV park, your truck, this road, and then the next road. Now, this is very interesting. He says, she's not in this triangle. The RV park, Tyson's truck, this road, meaning road 225, and the next road. Now, when I pull up the map, and I'm going to show you, he's talking about the triangle around his house. The house is in the middle of this triangle. He's confident, he says, that she won't be found from the road he's standing on, which is that road 225, and the RV park. And the next road, which is the road to the east of the house. So the house is in the middle, like I mentioned. So that, my friends, in my opinion, is where they need to be looking. And perhaps on something that's covered or I should say covered. And maybe perhaps that's where the authorities need to go back and look in that triangle. What seems to have happened from the investigators and they don't give much, and I've got private people working for me, is maybe she was abducted right here. Again, he says, but what seems to have happened, palms up. He says, they won't tell us what it is. And again, who's us? Do you mean your kids or you? Who's us? So we've seen the theory of the mountain lion, the car speeding, and her going into the river. And now there's the theory of abduction. But wait a minute. If Barry thinks she's been abducted and has offered a reward, why are you searching for her in the woods next to your house or near your house when you said you were pretty confident that that's the area that she's not in. So why are you there at this moment? And I am curious what private people he has working for him. Is it citizens or is it investigators or what is the case? Let's continue. They found an article going west of hers. They won't tell us what it is. So they sent another team after they found the article that covered this hillside all the way down to the river pretty good. All right, here's again where it catches my eye. He says they found an article of hers and they won't tell us what it is, which fair enough. 
they're not going to say what it is. But this pops out to me. We know they found a personal item of Suzanne's, meaning the authorities. And Sheriff John Speezy said, and I mentioned this in a previous video, he said personal items, which was plural, but he used the word personal item and so did the articles. But Barry here calls it an article and says they haven't told him. Well, I want to point this out in my opinion, and this could be something very, very important. And it might not be. You wouldn't call something like a cell phone an article, right? You probably would call it an item. Would you agree? And typically, you would use the word article. The first thing that comes to mind is article of clothing. And nowhere that I've seen did anybody call it an article except for Barry. And he's saying nobody told him what it was. But I wonder, did they use the word article or did they say personal item? Because he calls it an article. What I would like to know, and I'm very curious at this point, was the personal item that was found, was it an article of clothing? And if Barry didn't know, how would he know it was an article of clothing? And again, he says, they won't tell us what it is. Who's us? You and your daughters, you, you, and who? My concerns were this way and that way if it was the cat. Because the cats, they drag their prey up the mountain and out of people's. We can't find sign for the cat, but we got rain like right yeah, away. Yeah. Could have washed away sign. So um, they found her bike just right against that tree down well, there? Well, no, it was on the ground. It oh, was, the uh, wheel was facing, and the, the, and the uh, uh, sheriff department, uh, they screwed everything up. They shouldn't have touched it. Oh, so really? left it. It's oh. evidence. They pulled it up, and then the sheriff had, we had cars over here. Well, the sheriff let everybody drive through here, covering all, or messing up all the evidence. They were walking all over this area which if somebody abducted her, they would have had foot tracks. They would have had fingerprints yeah. on the bike. And they that let, would have all They let 10 other people touch the bike. Oh, man. I mean, we was really upset that first night. Now, here is just an observation. He says, my concerns were, and puts his left hand in his pocket. Just an observation. Then he talks about how cats drag their prey up the mountain. And he's very, very nonchalant about it, like no big deal also uses half sentence. Now what's also notable is he's talking about the mountain lion and involving a mountain lion in his theory. This is three weeks after Suzanne has gone missing. And side note first, uh, the very first time I saw this video a couple of months ago when Tyson released it, the very first thing that struck me was how nonchalant Barry talked about this mountain lion. I actually was shocked, it was jaw dropping because the possibility that his wife was dragged up the hill and he was so non-emotional. And remember, in the beginning of this video, he said it's been very emotional. Yet, it's mortifying to see him talking about the cat dragging up somebody up the mountain. And so casual of a conversation that a cat potentially dragged your wife of 26 years up that mountain. So here's another point. Law enforcement actually had ruled out the possibility of an animal 
very, very early on. I think it was the first few days they rolled it out. And also in this line here, he says, because the cats, they drag their prey up the mountain and out of people's, and he stops what he was saying, and I'm wondering, out of people's what? Weird. So they found her bike just right against that tree down well, there? Well, no, it was on the ground. It oh, was, the uh, wheel was facing, and the, the, and the uh, uh, sheriff department, uh, they screwed everything up. They shouldn't have touched it. Oh, so really? Left it. It's oh. evidence. They pulled it up, and then the sheriff. And we had cars over here. Well, the sheriff let everybody drive through here, covering all, or messing up all the evidence. They were walking all over this area, which if somebody abducted her, they would have had foot tracks. They would have had fingerprints yeah. on the bike. And they let, they let 10 other people touch the bike. Oh, man. I mean, we was really upset that first night. But I yeah. was in Denver, so. Oh, you were? I didn't get here until 9 o'clock that night. Again, total half sentences here, and he seems to be all over the map in this segment. He talks about the bike on the ground and the wheel facing, and he stops himself and changes his sentence. And then he says that law enforcement totally screws things up and talks about it being botched and how they botched the evidence. I am surprised here for a few reasons. Barry is a volunteer firefighter. And as an emergency responder, there's usually a respect among the different departments. Sure, they make jokes and jabs between you know firefighters and paramedics they have ongoing jokes but at the end of the day there's really a camaraderie and if you are an emergency responder let me know your thoughts in the comments below so because i'm surprised here that barry is talking like this about the police department and i'll tell you in a minute also what i noticed towards the end of the video and how this is a discrepancy he says also we were really upset that first night and I'm thinking, oh, as opposed to not upset any other night. And again, who's we? But I'm guessing here at that point would be him and his children. But we were really upset that first night. What about the other nights? So he includes that I was in Denver, so I didn't get here until 9 o'clock. I did look on the map. And I looked at first from Denver to Salida, which was two hours and 40 some minutes. And then I noticed also to Maysville, it would have been that extra, so it would be three hours. So if the call went in at 5.45 p.m. and he got there by nine, it would be three hours and 15 minutes. Last night I did a live stream and I thought, wait a minute, if it's only two and a half hours, what do you do for 45 minutes or half an hour it was? that I was wondering and so I did double check this and it seems to be okay. However, they were noticing that she was missing in the morning and they were concerned and Barry waited till six o'clock to leave from Denver to come home. So I'm not sure what happened in there. I'm gonna give ben Barry the benefit of the doubt on that. Yeah, and my friend's an army ranger and he knows this stuff better than anybody. Uh -huh. He did 400 tours in Iraq, Afghanistan. Oh, is that? Now, he talks about his friend being an army ranger and he did 400 tours in Iraq and Afghanistan and then there's a honk and they start walking so the conversation got shifted. But again, this is an exaggeration 
like the 200-mile radius. His friend didn't do 400 tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Many comments in my older video had soldiers talking about this, and they were saying there's no way it's impossible he did 400 tours. So again, is that Barry just exaggerating and he likes to exaggerate things? Or maybe he's just forgetting that that actual number, you know, he meant to say 40 or 4 or or he just didn't know the number and he just chucked a number out there. Let me know your thoughts below. Okay. You want to help? I would say this way, on the mountain. So you don't know where that article was, or was it by the road, or they, they won't even, they won't say, huh? Well, Barry, I'm glad you filled me in, man. Um, I was. You had somebody behind you. I was uh, hoping I'd run into you because I can't even imagine what you're going Get your name cleared and then. Well, I'm you know, they told me uh, that uh, it's cleared. I don't know if it's on me or if it's me. Yeah. Well, they're going to, man. They're going to be killed because, I mean, you've got to look at, especially in Colorado, there's been so many cases where, like, Patrick Crazy, Christopher Watts, you know, these guys get on there and they, they act like, you know, they didn't do anything. And so they, I mean, naturally, people are going to be. I'm skeptical in the beginning, you know, but but uh, you just came to help. Yeah, I, yeah. Now it's really hard to hear in this segment, but Barry says to Tyson, "If you want to help," and then he talks about the mountainside. And Tyson also asks Barry again about the article and where they found it, and they talk about how they won't say where it was. So Tyson says, "We'll get your name cleared." And Barry says, they told me I'm cleared, which was interesting because, mm, no, they didn't. And they still haven't said that anyone has been cleared. So this is interesting. Um, Tyson then starts talking about the cases of the guys in Colorado, Patrick Frazee, CW. And I love the line where he says, you know, these guys get on there and then act like they didn't do anything. And Barry says, I understand, and he quickly changes and avoids what they're talking about. And he says, but uh, you just came to help. So I'm wondering if he was curious as to who Tyson actually was at this point, or maybe throughout, but he does quickly change the subject. Let's go to the next clip. But uh, you just came to help? Yeah, I, yeah, I was, uh, I was in uh, the Pagosa Springs area, and I, I've been kind of hearing about this, and... So I thought I'd just come help, man. And what what can I do for you, though? Um, we've got a good group of friends and stuff. Um, the best thing that you could do, if you're a hiker mm -hmm. and you're an outdoorsman, yeah, just get out there and cover some down. Okay. Yeah. Find something. If you find anything, don't touch it. Take a picture of it. Give it to the police. Yeah. Go in there. Let them come because if there's an article, they need to DNA it. Absolutely. And we have found men's clothing. We found a group of men's clothes up by the lake. Uh huh. Fooses. But they DNA tested and they found. So Fooses is up that way? You up go up to the right. Yeah. And that lake's up there and then 
Massachusetts Trail. You can drive all the way to the trailhead. And uh, this is the Colorado Trail across 50, where they park up top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can, I mean, that trail goes all the way to Denver. So Tyson asks, hey man, you know, what can I do for you? And Barry answers, we've got a good group of friends and stuff. So I found that interesting that was right away, well, we've got a good group of friends and stuff. Tyson's asking, what can I do for you? It almost sounds like, well, we got a good group of friends. I don't need any more friends. <laughs> uh, just a weird statement. Nothing, no big deal, I don't think. But then he says, best thing you can do if you're a hiker, an outdoorsman, get out there and cover some ground. And interesting here, he says, find something. And he says, if you find anything, don't touch it take a picture of it and get it to the police. Because if there's an article, and I think he starts talking about DNA, it's hard to hear. But what's interesting is earlier in the video, like I mentioned, Barry was talking about how the sheriff botched everything and the evidence. Yet here he's encouraging Ty to get out there, find something, and if you do find something, make sure you get it to the police. But I thought the police botched everything, so wouldn't you be skeptical about turning it into the police? Wouldn't you not trust them? But yet here he's encouraging Tyson to get it to the police. Interesting, in my opinion, that's a discrepancy. We have found men's clothing. We found a group of men's clothes up by the lake. Uh-huh. Fooses, but they communicate So Fooses is up that way? You up go up to the right. Yeah. And that lake's up there. And Trail. You can drive all the way to the trailhead. And uh, this is the Colorado Trail across 50, where they park up top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, that trail goes all the way to Denver. Okay. And we've covered, I had uh, school friends come the first uh, few days. So we had a bunch of guys that we covered that road up in there. Up in there. But the only yeah. thing, this is a tough one, and my friends are in shape like you. So get up those sides of those hills and stuff to Again, here he says we found men's clothing up by the lake, and I'm wondering if Barry actually turned that into the police and what happened with that. And then he says something about all the way to Denver, a bunch of guys came, he says, uh, in the beginning of the search. Again, it's hard to hear, but he's talking about the same area of the mountain to go look, even though he did say earlier they covered that 200 mile radius. Let's go to the next clip. Well, let me let me ask you a quick question, Barry. So you were in Denver, but how long how long before somebody noticed that she was gone? And well, it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's so, Day. Um, we uh, we had two daughters that were coming home from the trip. I had that job in Denver that I wanted to get started on. On Sunday, set it up for my workers. My workers would come in Sunday night. The only I worked Sunday night every month, Monday, but I, being the owner, I wanted to get everything lined up so that they didn't have to stay in the boat on the Monday morning and get busy working. Right. So I told my wife, I said, listen, the girls are going to be home. They're going to spend my weekday with you. Mind if I go and get started with this and say, I'm going to stay the bike. And that's what we thought was going to happen. The girls were running late, so they texted me on Happy Mother's Day. She didn't text back. So we went to 
or they called my neighbors and said, listen, it's Mother's Day. I'm a little worried. And will you go check the house? And the neighbor wouldn't check the house. Saw that her car was there to the bike truck. She called me and said, hey, we're just a little worried. And I go, well, I am too. Why don't we just call the police? Just be safe. Yeah, that's what Bro, I'm really sorry, man. I can't imagine what you're going through, but it sounds like you got a really good support system. Yeah. And uh, do you want me to leave my number or anything? And yeah. in case you need me, I'll be here for the next. And then give me your number. Write it down because my phone's charging in the truck. But um, just Barry, give me. Yeah, I'll text you. Yeah, text me your number, and then if I find anything, I will, uh, I'll let you know. Go ahead. T-Y, Chai. I know we're doing COVID and all that, yeah. but, uh, but I can't imagine that. Are you grandma? Yeah, Barry's mom. Barry's mom? Oh, Barry, I, I feel for you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. And if you're getting in on what you're doing here, then I, I appreciate it. Yeah. You're another proper new person. Oh no, <laughs> no. You're not coming for anything. Yeah. Oh, they they will, Barry. They will, and and probably the the worst is yet to come. I hate to say that, but just ride the storm out, man. Yeah. And the truth always comes out in the end, bro. Yeah. So. Hey, thanks. Hey, good to meet you guys. Take care. Now this is an interesting question. Tyson says, so you were in Denver, but how long before somebody noticed that she was gone? And Barry says, well, it was Mother's Day. We, uh, and then stumbles and then totally pauses. He says, we had two daughters that were coming home from a trip. Interesting. And then he says, I had a job in Denver that I wanted to get started on. He talks about his workers starting on Monday and he wanted to get them set up. And he says, I told my wife, listen, the girls are going to be home. They want to spend Mother's Day with you. Mind if I go to Denver? This is interesting because on Profiling Evil the other day or a few days ago, the family said that they were told that Barry left early in the morning and Suzanne was sleeping and didn't say anything, didn't have a conversation with her. So this is interesting to me. And then the next line he says, that's what we thought was going to happen. I find this odd how he words that. He talks about how the girls were coming home to spend Mother's Day. He's going to Denver. And then he says, that's what we thought was going to happen. I find the use of these words very odd. I just do. That's what we thought was going to happen. Uh, that was the plan that day. I don't know, weird. He says, girls were running late, so they texted Happy Mother's Day. She didn't text back. They called my neighbors, said, listen, it's Mother's Day. I'm a little worried, and will you go check on the house? The neighbor went and checked the house, saw the car, but the bike was gone. Barry says, the neighbor said, we are just a little worried, and I go, well, I am too. Why don't we just call the police to be safe? Who's we? Who called the police? Was it the neighbor? Was it Barry? Was it the girls? Who called? So here, Tyson's talking about text me your number. If I find anything, I'll let you know. Tyson gives us a number. And then Barry says, are you, if you're an undercover news person, 
then I'll come and find you <laughs> and starts laughing. That's kind of, um, I saw the original video from Tyson and even after he says that was kind of like a little bit of a threat and I would agree that's like you better not be because I'll come after you and then laughs about it you know jokingly and my favorite line from Tyson is the truth always comes out in the end so in all of this I want to point something very important out in this nine minute clip there's not one mention not one time of I just got to find my wife I miss Suzanne, I don't know where she can be, help me find her, not one time. And Barry urges Tyson to go into the woods and find something. And if he finds it, to give it to the cops. What's there to find? He doesn't say, hey man, you know what? Just help me find my wife. I miss her. I have no idea where she could be. Barry seems to think that she's abducted. We saw that in his 25 second video clip. And Barry created that video. He could have created a two minute clip. He cre could have created a five minute clip. He could have done a one minute clip, but he chose 25 seconds. And you can see that video. I'll put that right here and in the description below of my thoughts on that. And he offers a reward as well. Yet, in this video, he's very confident that she's nowhere to be found in that triangle near the home. But he's found at the triangle of his home. To me, there are so many things that stand out in this video upon dissecting it, I guess you could say, or ripping it apart. Now, also, one of the little patterns that I did mention in the video, but I'm going to group it here, is about his palm up moments. He says, obviously we're going to miss things. We've covered that, but that's what seems to have happened. My opinion, and it's only my opinion, is something needs to be done about checking that triangle, perhaps. Um, there might be something that's covered. And that's what seems to have happened. One other thing that I found, and maybe it's just because he's outdoors, is his voice sounds a lot different in the 25 second video than it does in this video. Right away I was like, wow, he, he sounds different. But that could be just, you know, that's just an observation. Let me know what your thoughts are. This is an important video and this is a gift. So thank you Tyson Draper for doing this video. This is a gift either way. Let's have a chit chat below. Keep it classy in the comments and we can have a chat about this. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.